0: It's Friday, and this is the Ramsey Call of the Day, part of the Ramsey Network. Joining me today is Ramsey personality Christy Wright. So, a study done uh, about a decade ago says that you need to only do three things to avoid living in poverty. Graduate from high school, marry before having a child, and have that child after age 20. Only 8% of the people who do those three things fall into poverty. 79% who fail to do those three things in that order land in poverty. Those are statistics, not moral judgments. Mm -hmm. Graduate from high school, be married before you have a baby, and be over 20 Mm -hmm. before you have a baby. Pretty simple basic life choices. Mm -hmm. Um, And... These studies go on from there that show, you know, a 2014 report American Enterprise Institute did says that adjusting for family size, family income is 73% higher for married women than it is for women who are not married and living with someone. So as a woman's empowerment issue... There is a tremendous economic lift, statistically speaking, on average, when a, a lady is married. And, and so that last call that we take from that super young girl, she was 20 years old or 21 years old,
1: yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Um, these decisions that you're making at that age, especially for women, Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a, there's a marriage, there's what's called a marriage lift in economics too, that just shows that by and large, more wealthy people are married than unmarried. And so there's some dynamic there and it can not just simply be that there's two incomes. Yeah. You know, that the, the, the math could be the cause of that. We don't know the causation of it. The marriage is necessarily the causation, but there, there just seems to be something that when people are doing life together, uh, under the heading of marriage that, that there's you know, multiple studies that show that the probability of you not only avoiding poverty but being more successful in your life.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting how you always highlight the economic benefit to marriage. Because I think people don't think of that. Now let's talk about this. This is interesting though, because in that example with Christina in that last call, I, I don't know if she wants to get married and just isn't, or if she didn't want to get married either. But there's an interesting dynamic where typically and you know, I know you make some people mad with this, but typically the man proposes and if you're talking to women who want to get married, who are in a relationship, what would you say to someone that wants to get married, but her husband hasn't, her, her boyfriend has not proposed? Because you don't want to be this needy nag that's like, well, where's my ring? But at the same time, you're like, what are we doing here? What does that look like? In well, a practical I mean, way?
0: We're, we're living together and having babies together. So it's kind of like, yeah, this is like, it, you know, everything, the deal's already done. We just need to sign the deal. Right and so this is not like uh you're dating and you're uh trying to pressure there's him. not a baby on the way and you've got independent lives right. financially and then you're needy that's not you know that that's a whole different conversation but um
1: but i would say a lot of people in younger generations don't equate those things that they're and you get the calls all the time they're perfectly fine living together and having babies and not being married A lot of them do that, and so I don't think in in their mind they equate well because we're doing this we must get married or it means we should get married or we're going to get married. They're just they're just kind of cool with it, (laughs) you know. I think some people think that. So what would you say to someone?
0: Well, let's let's continue reading some of these statistics because I think it does address that. You know, I mean, only four percent of homes with a married mother and father are on food stamps at any given time. Twenty one percent. Of cohabitating, and twenty-eight percent of single mothers are on food stamps. So these are socio-economic decisions that you control. And uh, and the reason is, is that a house divided against itself can't stand. You know, when you pull it, when you're pulling it two ends of something, all you do is break it down. Yeah. You're not pulling in the same direction. You you have not you've not uh, committed for the long haul, and so you make short-term decisions. Yeah. And it blows your money up, and it blows your career up. And it blows your parenting up. And it blows up everything. Yeah. And, and so, you know, a goal in achieving the American dream, only 41% of cohabitating adults and 44% of singles actually own their own home. Where 78% of married people own their own home. You're twice as likely to be a homeowner married. See, these are all wealth indicators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's something going on here of the joining of forces uh, versus shacking up. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and, and people get all pissed off because, you know, you don't have a right to tell me. I don't have a right to tell you anything. All you got to do is change the channel if you don't want me telling you stuff. You're here <laughs> You're here because I'm going to tell you stuff. That's don't that's why we call this t- the Dave Ramsey show. <laughs> if you want somebody else to tell you stuff, get somebody else. But, you know, there, well, there is a, there is a problem here. That we've just ignored because everybody's so afraid to address this because it's a moral issue as well, a spiritual issue as well.
1: It is. But I want to clarify something or I wanna I want I want you to explain this to me. You're speaking to the issue of cohabitating. You're not speaking just to the issue of singleness, because the issue of singleness you can't really totally no, no, control. No, 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 I'm not.
0: I'm not. You're exactly okay. Exactly. I want to
1: clarify that, you know. And
0: and you know, having babies outside of wedlock, yeah. Yeah, old yeah, fashioned yeah, yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the statistical yeah. evidence is it's disastrous for your life. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers show it. The numbers show it. Yeah, and, and so you know, th- there's something to a shotgun wedding, you know, <laughs> or like you told Christina by Friday, you you get her pregnant, Daddy comes up with a shotgun, you're gonna marry her. <laughs> Friday, I mean, that's old Friday. school hillbilly stuff, right? But there's something to that because yeah. what it does is it sets you up not in the moment. Yeah but it sets you up for a pattern of decisions going forward that cause your next 10 years, you're twice as likely to be a homeowner, you are 10x less likely to be on welfare. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty dramatic.
1: It is, it is, and the numbers show it. What's, what's interesting, and I don't think we have the data on this, but I'm curious because you get calls a lot of times too, Dave, and this may not be as common, but you see a pattern where people are married but not working as a team, They've got their own bank accounts. They've got their hidden debts. They've got all this stuff. And you're seeing an economic disaster in there, even even though they're married, because they're not working as a team, exactly. you're seeing the house crumble in on itself exactly. because of the behavior. But what's so interesting is when you have the, the commitment of marriage, the structure of marriage, the uh, teamwork element, you're forced to work as a team. It, it's much more conducive to those results you're talking about because you have committed, you're putting things together, and you're working as a team. If you don't, you, it's still going to be a problem. Yeah. If you're not a team.
0: It's just, for your own daughter, you know, you got to look at her and go, if he gets the warmth of your bed, he gets the 26% car loan. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, these things go together, baby doll. Yeah. Yeah. Why
1: why are you calling in the Dave Ramsey show, stressed out? About your twenty six percent interest, and he's chasing EMT school. I'm not against EMT school, but I'm like, it feels like he is moving forward with his goals, and you are trying to clean up mm-hmm. problems in the past. We need to
0: yep. reconcile these two, yeah, and then and then make decisions as a team Together. as to what's good for the team, yeah. the family unit, and most of all for this baby. This on the
1: that's way. right. There's a, such an urgency because of that,
0: and so um, I, I I just I want you guys out there to hear. Uh, this is not holier than thou. Mm-hmm. This is not talking down to someone. Th- there are some economic and statistical details a- and indicators that are really not arguable. Uh, that you're that are gonna that you're that you're swimming upstream against. Well,
1: you can disagree with the morality. You can disagree with your stance or, or religious stance or moral stance, and the numbers still don't change the results economically.
0: Exactly. exactly. There was no indication, and in, I mean, I didn't bring up church attendance. Yeah. But, um, you know, by the way, that does enter into also a wealth building thing, but a higher likelihood. Regular worship attendance, whether you're Christian, Jewish, Muslim, regular worship attendance is correlated with a higher probability of building wealth because of character is Mm. being built. Mm. And, you know, it's a pretty simple things when you think about it. But you cannot leave these things separate from I'm just going to ask a math question. Doesn't work. Sorry, guys. This is how it is. We love you guys. We want you to win. Thanks for tuning in to the Ramsey Call of the Day. To check out all of our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.